What up, squad? This is For the Culture Podcast. Today is October 6, 2021. Just wanted to drop uh, a little message. This is a podcast I did with my homegirl, Kita, um, on June 23rd of this year. I got some um, hollows in the clip, so I got to let them loose, so... I'm going to drop this one for you as we talk about relationships, men and women dating uh, specifically to black people, um, but it can be for anybody. Um, uh, correction, I said one in four black women will be married, and then I quantify that to only one out of one million out of 10 million. I should have said one million out of four million. <clears throat> My bad. But sometimes you get to talking and you get to going. But uh, without further ado, Photoculture Podcast. I appreciate y'all and thanks for tuning in. We are live here for the culture. Got special guests. It's been a long time since she's been on. Kita Sunshine, how you doing today? I'm good, how are you? How's everybody doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's what we today is uh hump day, Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling pretty good for a Wednesday. How about yourself? Uh the middle of the work week. We're almost there, so feeling good about it. Absolutely. Um, well, we had a pretty good conversation. There's a little bit of, it's been about a year, I think, since our last conversation. And today we are going to discuss dating. And it's going to kind of bounce all over the place and try to, you know, just deep dive into some sensitive subjects. This is for the community. This is uh, this is for family because we about to get into it with dating, specifically or particularly amongst black men and black women, and I'm gonna describe that 21 and up. But I guess it's gonna be more so 35 and up generalizations. Um, I guess my first question I would ask. You as a beautiful black woman. Define dating. Well, to me, dating is that process that you get to one another. It's also a process where you communicate what you're looking for, you know, with each other. Um, also, you put, you know, some things on the table just to get an understanding. Um, a lot of times people don't ask the correct questions and they assume or they have this, um, you know, picture, perfect picture in their mind of how they want things to go. But unless you date and find things that you're both, um, you know, that you have chemistry or you both are um, interested in or have common, you know, common areas of uh, interest, you won't know these things. So. There, it's a process where you're answering questions, you're asking questions, 
and having fun at the same time. But, you know, I think that there should be like a common, you know, like a goal. I think you should have a goal in mind at the end. That was going to lead me to the next uh, question from that. And I like the response. I guess the word dating back in some time ago, I guess when our, our parents were dating or our grandparents, dating actually meant marriage. Now dating is like, I don't even think we use the word dating anymore. We're talking or we are, you know, you know, excuse my language, we fucking or we kicking it or, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. yeah. those words, you know, I don't think the word dating, dating is used anymore. But just sticking to the, the word dating, um, should that lead to marriage? I mean, obviously you go through, you're, you're just single and you're dating freely to see who you like. But when you tie someone down, ideally, you two are exclusive. I'll use quotation marks. In today's general market, does that just mean we boyfriend and girlfriend and it just stays there? Do women, and but not you, but women in particular, and I'll ask you singularly in a second, do women in general, in general, black women, in general, when they date, are they thinking about marriage? I would say in general, yes. I mean, who wants to grow old alone? Um, I, I think the majority of the people are thinking yes towards marriage. I mean, then you also have, you know, um, that you know, group who are just looking for someone just to have a good time with. So I do believe that most people while they're dating are, you know, looking to find that special someone, that soulmate that they've, you know, been looking for for a long time. Okay. I notice, especially with the social media, which I think is a great thing. Some people don't like it. You know, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly, but it's undefeated. I notice for the last, I guess, 10 years or so that you see more baby showers than weddings. And especially amongst our community where baby showers is almost like the new wedding ceremony and with the baby reveal and Sure. And it didn't mm -hmm. used to be like that prior to, um, I guess, when Lyndon Johnson passed the Civil Rights Act. You know, black men and women were getting married. We were the most married people in the country. Yes, even through Jim Crow, slavery, you know, all that. Prohibition, World War One, World War Two, whatever. We were getting married more so than anybody. Why has that changed? You know, I also think it comes down to, you know, 
you know, that's names like our parents and our grandparents, like that was the focus, you know, like you, they called it courting um, back then, you know, you yeah. know what to so eventually find your wife, you know, um, and that was the goal, like was to have a family and, you know, the process was you court, you know, you court date, um, you know, you find the person, you get engaged, you get married, then you start the family. Um, you know, as the generations have, you know, um, developed and, you know, come along here, here at this point now, it's a little backwards. Um, somehow we've fallen, we have fallen from the, um, the way that it was supposed to be, I, I, should, I would say, quote unquote, the right way. Now everyone is pretty much doing their own thing. I mean, you have people who, um, have no intentions of getting married, but, you know, they just want kids. Or you have situations where, you know, people do get married, they stay together for the kids. And once the kids are older, then, you know, they separate or they divorce. Mm-hmm. And you have situations where, you know, people do get married and they have, you know, they, they you have the family and everything works out fine. Then you have that situation, you know, those rare occasions where, you know, you do end up having your child, you know, prior to getting married. And then that process of getting married is, you know, secondary, and it works out. So there are so many different dynamics of family now and the way it used, the way it is now compared to how it used to be. Um, the way it used to be, it seems to be the best way because if you think about it, like our grandparents and, you know, prior generations, they were married the longest. I mean, you can see 30 years, 40 years, 65 years. I saw the other day somebody was married 68 years. You know, they were in it to stay, you know, from, from thick, to work it out from thick and thin to sickness and health and, you know, the, the um, what do you call those vows? Yes. important. It, they were taken seriously. And so that's why they stayed together so long, you know. But now it's just, you know, it's just more so now it's just a piece of paper. That's how everybody thinks about it. I... Yeah, I mean, yes. I think um, I want to, like, focus this discussion on us looking across from each other. So I'm going to project a little bit about black women, and I want you to project a little bit about black men. Sure. Mm-hmm. What, what we tend to think we see, and then later let's take it back and let's dissect what we were saying just based on our what we think we're seeing which might be accurate or it could be stereotypical I think when I'm looking at the dating market I believe there are a lot of single women raising kids and I believe in some instances in a lot of instances and the statistics backs this up that a child a black man born or raised in a single family home is I believe 70% more likely to end up in jail 
In fact, you can look at the black man in jail and a father was absent in the home. More often than not, a woman is equipped to raising a man in a lot of circumstances, but in a lot of circumstances, they're not. And what I find out, what I tend to see in society in the last 20 years, I see a lot of, of these men who were raised by single women, not all, it's a mixed bag, but quite a few. I think it's a correlation to one in four black women will get married in a lifetime. Right. So for every 10 million, 1 million black women will get married. And I often hear whether it's true or not, it's not enough good black men out here. Since I've been a child, all I ever heard in the 90s was, you're not going to, you know, if you make it to 16, that's a blessing. If you make it to 18, it's a blessing. This is a black man. If you make it to 21, it's a blessing. It just kept going, 25, 30, 35. You know, you know it was one period for one year. There were more black men in jail than was in college for one year. But that talking point from my mom, from show, you know, talk shows, black women going 2020 for decades will say it's not enough good black men out here. There was a 2020 episode, Ricky Lake. We and then we were on the D, D down low. We were gay. And it was just, and that's all you heard, you know what I mean? But I, I had this epiphany as I got older, and I can't tell you when, probably like 28. I was like, well, who raising these men? And it's a, it's a, it's a carousel. It's a revolving door. So, you have these men out here who've been kind of catered to where their mother of almost looked at them as the, the man of the house or their man. And, and they never had to accept any responsibility, but the women in the house, the girls are taught to be strong. Don't depend on no man because there wasn't a man in the house. So mother was speaking from her experience of being let down, even though it was her choices, poor or not. Maybe sometimes it's bad luck. But the men weren't giving the responsibilities. So they eventually would get out into the dating world. They didn't know what it took to be a man. You know, their mother catered to them a lot. A lot of times they came from abusive relationships with their mother. Where their mother was like, you're just like your daddy, you know, all that type of stuff. And the next generation of women, these were the men that was raised by single women. And these girls were raised by single moms. 
So these men weren't necessarily equipped. The statistics say you have a greater chance coming out of a single home as a black man being locked up. So a good majority of single boy, bo men or boys raised from single mothers will have gone through the system. And mm -hmm. the, the women, their dating pool are these men that they say is not educated, don't have their stuff together, uh, the, even though this is factually inaccurate, not even close, half the black men are gay. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine. She thought half, she said 50% of black men was gay. I said, that doesn't, 50% of the population is not homosexual as men. What are you talking about? Well, a lot of guys are on a DL. I'm like, if they're on a DL and you know they're gay, they're not on the down low. You know, if you don't know, how can you count the statistics? So I just think, a lot of men lately have just become a little bit red-pilled red or MGTOW, men going their own way where they're just like, I can't make a girl happy. I can't make a woman happy. These standards are not realistic. And that's another conversation, but just sticking to this point here, and I want to hear your perspective on it. The women tend to be raising these men, but they're complaining about some of the men they raised. Does that mess up the dating pool for women? Hmm. So I have a couple, couple things I wanted to mention about that. Um, I know you were saying like, you know, with the single moms and everything, and, 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 and it is true. This is a generation of fatherless households. And, you know, basically, you know, why is this happening? Um, I do think that some of the men are playing house. Um, there's like no sense of the Douglas family. Uh, a lot of first faithfulness happens um, in these cases. Uh, you have situations where a man could be irresponsible or, or perhaps he's a lazy. Maybe he has no lack of motivation or maybe he's not even dedicated to the, to the relationship and, and um, Maybe he doesn't even want to be married. So, you know, there, there's all these factors that leads a woman, you know, as a single mother to raise, you know, her children alone. And, um, you know, why and where does it come from? I don't know. I don't know if it's because, and I could be really reaching on this one, I don't know if, you know, a lot of the men will testify, you know, by their mothers. Um, to the point where, you know, when it's time for them to be the man, either they don't know how to be the man or just don't want to do it. So it's best for them not to, you know, have any responsibilities and just walk away. Well, let's, let's, let's be clear. You have three boys. You were, yes, you were a single mom. Mm -hmm. your, your oldest son graduated from college. He's doing mm -hmm. great things. Your second oldest, he's doing great out there with his entrepreneurship. And your youngest, who's just graduated from high school, has got a scholarship ride 
to a good university. So I don't want this conversation to sound like black women are not doing their thing. But the vast majority, because I think you're, I won't say you're the exception to the rule, but I, I think you're an outlier. Here's where I can kind of step, I can play both sides of the fence because, you know, I was married and I became, you know, I ended up as a single, single mom. And some of the things that I, you know, mentioned are from personal, personal experience. Um, and, and is that the case? Not all the time, you know, there are different situations where, you know, you have to single mothers and, and I'm not bashing. Um, of, of black women, I'm just saying we have to be very careful, especially when we have black men um, and we're raising them. You know, we a lot of people say a black woman, you know, or a woman can't raise a Um, people have different opinions on that. However, what do you do? You sit around and be like, oh, I just can't, you know, I can't raise them. You know, no, you do your best that you can to prepare them for. You know, for the world, You're trying to instill him, you know, value so that the cycle doesn't continue um, to, you know, keep, you know, keep repeating itself. And, like the single, um, or the father's the father's talking about the single parent. How did and you? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say it, it, it's not bashing the, the the woman or the black woman. It's not bashing her. It's just there are some things, you know, some things are just out of your control. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, we do have to be accountable for, for our decisions as well. How were you able to raise men? Exceptional so, men. Okay. Exceptional mm -hmm. men. Well, first, I, I have to give honor to God because without his help, I don't know how I could have done this. But, um, you know, you, you instill values and morals into your children. You, you know, teach them, you know, to have some type of, um, you know, um, religious aspect as far as, or spiritual aspect as far as the relationship, you know, with, with God. Right. At the same, at the same time, you know, you don't testify um, certain behaviors or, um, you know, they say like a mother is nurturing the father, the father is a disciplinarian, or you know, or vice versa. You know, there's always like that two role or that two side in, in the household. Good so, cop, bad uh, cop, so to speak. Right. So as a single mother, you know, there are times when you have to put your foot down and let them know, okay, look, like no, you know, this is not going to work here. We're not doing this. And there are many situations that I can think of where even my sons, you know, were trying to test, test me as, you know, the female or the mother and mother role that I played in their life, and I had to put my foot down. So, no, you know, I may not have, you know, gentle feels like a man, but I can put a Cheerio in the toilet and say, hey, you know, point it, you know, shoot the target, or, you know, I can associate certain things where, you know, you're still, you're still getting the concept, okay, like when I urine, it's going in the toilet, not on the floor, not on the wall, you know, not here and there. There is a purpose of why we're doing this. 
and this is where we're, where we're going with this. So, you know, people say, we can't, you know, how are you going to show them, you know, how to urinate, or, you know, how are you going to show them how to be a man? And so, here things, you know, when you talk to somebody, look them in the eye. You know, your word is all you have. You know, you may not have the money at the time, but your word is, you know, it's fine. So whatever, you're, whatever you say or promise, you know, be a man of your word. There are different things that you can instill in your son so that, you know, when they do grow up or as they are growing up in this world, um, they know how to handle themselves as men. Let me tell you, Kita don't like no punk ass man. <laughs> I think you say it just like that. This is a good time for us to take a quick break. We'll be right back at you. And we're back. Um, that's a great, that's a great, uh, I think a lot of women who are single with no children or have children. I think that's sound of advice, but it's easier said than done, but it starts with values. And I think when we're dating these days, I think I'm not married. I don't have any kids, but based on my own experience, I, I'm, I've dated some wonderful women, black women too, mostly. And I don't think I've, when it's in my 20s, I don't, I thought I've met women. I met a, I knew a girl in high school. She was a great catch, but I think in the 60s, I think we would have got married, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. Because we were, even to this day, and we don't talk that often, but even to this day, you know, I sometimes wonder if that was the one that got away. But, you know, we were 16, 17, you know, but LeBron been with his wife since high school. Mm -hmm. You know, you usually found your, your, your wife or your husband in high school or college or before you went off to the, to, to the army. I guess it was simpler back then, huh? Maybe we got too many <laughs> options. <laughs> right. <laughs> that used to be the case, you know, where, you know, like you said, you would meet your high school sweetheart or in college and you would, you know, get married. Now you have, you know, um, access to more people. So now you have the social media, you have the internet, you have dating apps. So not only are you you know, you have um, access to the local, local. Um, you had access to, you know, all these different outlets. And, you know, back then, you only had access to, like, you know, your school, maybe, you know, your, your high school, your college. It was limited. Now you have access all over the world. <laughs> yeah. So I think you have more options way more options um, than, you know, when we were younger. Yeah, and I mean, her name was, uh, her name was Levine. Um, she was, she's cool. She was, I mean, that was, 
If he'd have told me to stop right there, that was it. I think I'd have been content with that. But I met some really awesome women in, after that. Um, I had some toxic relationships. I had some relationships that should have, um, I guess in hindsight, one in particular that should have um, worked out if I, I just guess, you know, I moved to Atlanta and the other person, that wasn't on their vision board, right? But I think that was, I think she was another great catch. And then my most recent relationship, you know, I think the pandemic just, you know, being long distance, I think it just took it down. I think it's just, I think it's very, um, all great women, you know, and, but I just think it's very hard to, um, these days for us to focus, um, and back in the day, if you said you were going to, if you were the provider or the breadwinner and you said, Hey, I'm moving to X, Y, and Z, your girl came with you. I think back in those days, women valued, um, men more because men valued marriage more. And I think because men valued marriage more, women valued marriage more. Um, because you know it's uh as we can see in the 21st century in the modern day how difficult that is you know um mm -hmm. and i just uh i think times i thought i was mature i don't think i was really i wasn't ready at 18 to marry the young lady i said i was nowhere i didn't have enough life experience could we have grown to not. say that again? I said, of course not. <laughs> Could we have grown together? But I think she was way mature than I was. She was, you know, she graduated from Michigan State University. She went on to do great things and work for a high powered company. Um, and she's been there since she graduated college. She's like one of the top people for the company. I, I just at 20, I, I, I couldn't tell you what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but think about it like this. Maybe that is the downfall, you know, everyone having so much more experience. Because if you think about it like back then, you know, like I said, they courted, they dated, they got married. Yeah. And nine times then they were younger, like you said, like high school or college. And they went ahead and they, like you said, again, they ended up um, getting married and they grew together. Yes. Which is why I, I would imagine that would secure, like, that would, you know, secure the relationship and make it more solid versus you getting more experience and now you're comparing, you know, whoever you're with, the last person or the last three people, you know, and it just it muddies the water. So wonder if, you know, that was key to the success that this, you know, that was, there's a, I, you know, and I know we glorify the marriages back then, but it was a lot of, uh, gender roles. And sometimes those gender roles were mm -hmm. 
don't want to use the word misogynistic. I think they were oppressive at times. Um, or at least women felt that way because, you know, men gambled and didn't have any money and the, the wives had to go work. Um, were alcoholics because of war, drugs, you know, don't forget, you know, just from the, from the, the psychology of, of Jim Crow and, you know, we had mm -hmm. people in the South still going through, you know, deep slavery. It was almost sharecropping, which is just one step above slavery, you know, and they didn't have a lot of industry in the South they until you know probably um the late 80s but um i think that that played a uh, role in i think women just put up more stuff with men in general all across white and black and i think as feminism for white women came along I do think they felt and I do believe they felt oppressed by their men, white women. I don't believe black men have ever oppressed their women, but I do think women, black women felt like there was more for them out there. And depending on a man to not be good with money or be come home from war and lose his, lose his, lose his mind or not even come back from war, missing a limb, dead, right. or he comes back and he's, you know, he, his mind is still in Vietnam or World War II or whatever. And I think the women were ride or die, but I think they taught their daughters more so a little more independence and to get educated and go into the workforce and help out at the house but somewhere around 1968 with the drug epidemic, something changed in our community and marriage wasn't valued culturally. Like well, my, you know they have, mm -hmm. uh, not to interrupt you, but you know they had those situations too where, you know, when circumstances like that took place, and like the, the woman needed to, you know, at this point now step up and, you know, provide for her family. There were um, situations in place where, or, or not situations, but there were, um, you know, guidelines and, and, and requirements in place where the man couldn't be there. Like, you know, he couldn't, if you need help, then there could not be a man in that house. There was only a certain amount, you know, that you could, you know, absolutely um, made for you know, and, and, and there began the, you know, the process of the, the fatherless household, where the women are like, well, you know, I can do better by myself because I can get access to, you know, I'm, I'm just. No, it's a fact. Here. It's when you only have to tiptoe around it. It's just a fact. It's historically. Yeah, you could get access to funds, food, you know, help with daycare and all these different things. But if that man is there, then I get that help. So, you know, what, 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 what would a woman do in that case? Like, okay, she's got to go, you know, and then here you are, you know, doing everything by yourself. And like you said, 
they, I'm pretty sure they did. You know, the daughters are watching these mothers um, have to step up, and they're teaching their daughters, okay, look, you know, you cannot depend. You know, always remember, you cannot depend on a man. You know, you need to make sure you have everything, you're, all your ducks in a row, and make sure you're, you're secure in your bag. And, you know, you don't have to have a man in order to, you know, be happy or be successful. That, that, that is where all that started as well. And it, it also, it, that's a great point. And, and, and a lot of times they were married, but he had to leave when the, you know, the state aid or, you know, the social worker yeah. was coming by the house, um, too, as yeah. well. Um, and I mean, if you, I was listening, I was reading the autobiography, the autobiography of Malcolm X the late, great Malcolm X, and hearing his story, what took place in the early 30s, and him and his, uh, his father was a preacher. And uh, he was alleged that he was killed by the KKK, or white supremacists. And, you know, that fractured their family, because he was the breadwinner. And naturally and i think i say naturally because like you know to lose anybody for any reason husband or whoever wife is traumatic but to have it done maliciously based on right. racism based on the color of his skin I, I think that's even deeper and that he he documented how that broke his mother down where she had to go to a psychiatric ward, which leads me to my, my, my other point is when I got to Atlanta, Georgia, I had never met such a dating pool of black women that I felt needed psychiatric help. Wow. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not on cap and I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm just telling you my, my lived experience. And it has affected me. Where I've been like dating somebody and I'm like, you good looking woman, everything's cool. And then you see this like, do you need medication? I didn't experience that when I was in Detroit so much. I think a lot of women come, a lot of a lot of, um, I'm just saying, a lot of women come to Atlanta to escape and start their life over. But they don't, the trauma still comes with them from bad relationships, right? And I think yeah, for sure. from my experience, I had a, someone I thought would be my wife. I think our relationship got sabotaged because she forgot that she's not in that relationship anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I yeah. was yeah. be like, I'm not that guy. Like, it was like she was, you know, I hear Kevin Samuels oft, often say that. And I think this is true for the men. I think this is cross. I think the biggest problem the United States of America has is that we print, paint broad pictures of stereotypes with the same color. So if a mass shooter goes in 
and uh, shoots up a building or something, we immediately just say, oh, he's a racist, he's a white supremacist. Instead of not dealing with the underlying problem, he has a mental health issue because a person with a normal brain wouldn't do that. When, right. when, when you see somebody across Fox News, Channel 2 News, and it's a black man, and he didn't shot a two-year-old on the freeway, we call him an animal, a beast. No, it's mental health issues. You know what I mean? Right. Something's not right that you think you can go on the freeway and just start shooting at the car. You know, we talk about black-on-black -black crime. A lot of that is mental health. And I think that's the biggest issue that I hope the next presidential candidate, whoever that may be, focuses on mental health because we have to, and I know I'm going on a tangent, but we have to like go to unlimited PTO days. We have to start going to four day work weeks. We have to start having more light work life balance. I hope this pandemic has taught us that, you know, working from home is not for everybody. Some people need to go into the office. You know, I, I'm a little right. mixture of both. I like to do a little bit of both, but I, with the women I was dating down here, I start looking up symptoms. Bipolar, yeah, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, and it's just narcissists. Oh, yeah, that's her. Yeah, five out of the nine, you know? And I know that probably works the same for some of the guys, too, but I hadn't experienced that, but I always knew it went back to some guy they dated, some guy. You know, and I think it goes yeah. deeper than that, because I think since we were on the cotton fields, black women have had to be so strong for black men that we've been demasculated. You can look at everything. Juneteenth. It's supposed to be a day of celebration. For me, it's not a celebratory day. It's more of a a salute to, you know, our, our emancipation. Yeah, you can celebrate, but, you know, but why do I need, and this is no disrespect to any, anybody's mm -hmm. sexual gender or choices, but why do I need the rainbow flag associated with this? You go to the Black Lives Matter website, it has nothing to do with black men. It has everything to do with, with, the alphabet community and that's cool but is this about black lives or this is like about gay people gay people and right. women if that's the case okay can we make it sound pure in terms of the terminology but why Absolutely. why is everything off the back as a black man i'll just tell you this and i'd love to hear your perspective i don't feel a part of the protected group. I've heard black women say they're the most disrespected people in the United States. I don't be seeing that. I can see how they see that sometimes, but I've, been, I've watched us as a culture be called gay, thugs, criminals, deadbeat dads, uneducated. And this is by our women. <laughs> like, let alone other cultures. And 
I just feel like as a man that I'm celebrated when I'm a George Floyd. I'm celebrated if I'm locked up, prison reform. I'm celebrated if it's police brutality. But I'm never celebrated when I do everything I'm supposed to do. In fact, I'm demasculated for having a different political opinion if I don't totally align with a certain party, even though I lean that way. You know, it's like, no, you got to think like this. And I feel like the Democratic Party controls the women. And I think this is another part of it. Of the thought leaders. And if you say, hey, I can't get with Joe Biden because he did the crime bill. It's like, oh, he's better than Trump. Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> you know, they're both bad. Yeah, can I just, I'm out. I don't want to vote for either of them. But you get attacked for that. You know what I mean? You get attacked um, if you merely just say, hey, you know, black women need to make better choices than the men they pick. You get attacked for that. You know, you get attacked for 90% of black men marry black women. But somehow we focus on the 90% of black men, or it's about 87% of black men marry black women who marry outside of their race. 90% of black men voted for the Democratic Party. I voted Democratic mm -hmm. my whole life. I ain't never voted Republican, ever. And the one time I don't, I sit out, the two times I said, nope, I'm not voting for Hillary Clinton and I'm not voting for Biden or Trump. Oh. You know, I watched black men get criticized. We voted for the Democratic black man, 90% of the time. My point is saying all this is we don't feel like we have a voice. We feel like we live in a patriarchy. Is that right? It's like, or is it a matriarch? When is a woman matriarchal? And it's just like no other culture of men allow their women to speak for them. Now that sounds sexist, but I'm just saying. And I think that's some of the problems in our relationships that, you know, those gender culture wars. What do you think of that? You know, I don't think it is fair that, um, you know, the black man is celebrated negatively. And, and, you know, you're absolutely correct. You know, there are more news um, um, stories or tough stories on things that have happened negatively, you know, for the black man versus, you know, a lot of positives for accolades, um, for accomplishments. And it, that's sad, you know. Um, also, to piggyback on what you were saying about, um, you know, your masculinity shouldn't be, um, you shouldn't be questioned or, or feel degraded because you have a different way of thinking versus the majority. Um, isn't the purpose of the, you know, um, the rainbow or the, um, you know, the uh, awareness is for you to have the right to choose to be you. That's, that's what I keep hearing, you know, when I'm watching different commercials or, you know, when they're, you know, celebrating with the rainbow, I keep hearing you have the right to be you. At the same time, you have the right to, you know, choose what side, whether it's Democratic, Republican, whatever it is to choose, 
you have the right to do so without being stigmatized. And, and, and it, it amazes me how everybody can have the right to choose. It, it's like a, there's a certain, like a certain, um, you know, column A, B, C, D. You have the right to choose on this column. C, no, you know, maybe B. There's just so many, you know, um, ways that people have a, a, have a tendency to, to try to make people feel bad because, you know, they may not agree on a political, it's a political fight. Like, you know, everybody has the right to choose who they decide who they want to, you know, that, that's why you vote. You vote because you have the right to vote and you have the right to choose. But at the same time, like I was saying, you know, you're telling me I have the right to be mean, but then when I'm trying to be mean, then you're telling me, you know, no, you know, sorry, you know, you're on that side, so no, no, we're no longer part of the black community. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, right. look at it. Oh, nope, you fell out, or, you know, nope. <laughs> you know, and, and for, okay. you know I, I always say everybody woke to someone woke walk into a room. Everybody a gangster to a real gangster walk in a room. And exactly. I, for exactly. one, don't feel like my masculinity personally is challenged as an individual, I feel collectively it is. So I speak for all my black men, all my black kings. From, And I, this is not true of, of most black women. I think politically, you can look on certain networks and see the attacks. And it's like, you have a protected class of people. And I'm like, I'm a, I'm a freaking libertarian you know do you you know i'm on my business if you want to get the vaccine go get the vaccine you want to have an abortion do you i have my personal opinion on it but that's my personal opinion you know what i mean if you want to be if you want to uh change your sex or you want to you want to, to have the freedom to express your sexuality whatever way that goes i'm for that but as a heterosexual black man, I have an opinion and a voice too. And I shouldn't have to feel like anything I say is criticized because it doesn't fit into a political narrative. Even though you pretty much fit into that box, but you like, I'm an individual separate from it. You can go onto a dating site and I'll see women. I'm like, one in four black women are getting married. Okay. And I'll see women on, black women on dating sites with all these criteria. If you're a Republican, don't, I don't answer. If you're not a Christian, don't, you got kids, don't. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's like, but the girl got three kids herself. And she got wow. some weird views. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, it's just like, and you, so you just be looking like, and I don't fit into any of those boxes, but I'll automatically be like, I don't want to date her because she wants someone, a man is going to be, every man is different. Every man generally he's going to think for himself he's going to be very logical women tend to be emotional and that's great i live with my sister during the pandemic man i was logic but she was organized and it was her organization a lot of times was based on what if this happens but this could happen 
you know, you know what I'm saying? Based on some emotional. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, so you need both. I seen it. I was like, okay, you need both. Right. And, but do you feel that because black men have been raised by a, a, a lot of single moms and with the culture war in terms of, yeah, I lean left. I'm basically a Democrat, but you know, I can't really rock with all that. Certain things. Do you feel like women, black women are looking at, oh, you don't, you don't, you didn't want to vote for Biden. Kamala is not the best thing that ever happened. You know, we have, salute Kamala's accomplishments, but we got to look at her record for her record. And, and, or, you, you know, like, oh, I need a guy, I need to be 6'2", need to make six figures. You know, it just be so much stuff where we have to fit in these boxes as black men. Do y'all realize that? Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is just not realistic. And, you know, I hear a lot of people, you know, like you said, like Kevin Sanders and the different, you know, relationship people, you know, they, they talk about this. Um, a lot of those expectations are just not realistic. And I, I think people need to stop looking so much on, like, you know, stuff like that and, and, and think about, like, can I build with this person? Like, does this person, you know, can we motivate each other? You know, you need to think about some things that are, like, solid that, you know, can actually take you somewhere versus probably six foot two. I don't think there's nothing wrong with wanting, you know, well, wanting certain things. But I think men, I, I always tell my lady friends that call me and ask me for relationship advice. I always tell them, because they tend to think, oh, guys just talk to girls with big booties or, you know, you know, she curvy or she got to be light skin or she's dark skin with long hair. She get more play, you know, stuff like that. Right. And I always tell them, I said. Go look at the men who are actually married. Do you have any married men, you know, or, you know, any women that are married to men? And tell me, what do they look like? They don't fit any stereotype of no, right. Like, cause there's women you date, there's women you have sex with, and then there's women you marry, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So you know you had your fun, but you know when you meet this girl and you're like, she's gonna be great with kids and she's awesome, right? She might not have the yeah. biggest butt right. in the world, but she's got she's just the greatest person, has the greatest personality. Are more? Do you think men are more practical in terms of choosing a a partner? Yeah, because like you said, like I, I think they're thinking, like you said, there's the difference between dating, you know, just having sex and really thinking about like a marriage partner. And I think, like you said, you know, if, if she's like good with kids, you know, you can see that you know she will make a great wife. Um, you know, someone who you can build with, you know, you both, you know, you're motivated and 
versus, you know, it just being a, a physical type thing, you know, it's, it's more to it. You know, you, you get to a point where it's like, okay, what else is there? <laughs> mm-hmm. And if that's all it is, then like you said, then, you know, either you're just dating or you're just having sex. And then, you know, once you start getting to the point where you're like, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm, I need, you know, something more, more, I need more than that. I need some substance, like more than that. You know, I'm not going to be happy to come home to this person. Does this person bring me peace? Although, you know, you bring yourself peace, but you know what I'm saying, like, you know, mm-hmm. really helps to no, bring peace. Peace is very important. Oh, absolutely. You know, there are all these different, you know, uh, characteristics, you know, that are important or, you know, attributes that are important. And, you know, they may not, like you said, she may not have a big booty, but at the same time, you know, when you come home or when you have a conversation, you have a great conversation. You know, you can, you know, buy together. And and that right there alone, or whenever you're around her, if you're having a bad day and after you get done talking with her, it's like, you know, dang, like, you know what, I, you know, I feel kind of better. Like, thanks for listening and having some positive, some, you know, good words to, or motivational words to say. You know, that can outweigh, you know, a big booty because the big booty is just going to be something maybe to feel, but it's not going to solve anything. Yeah, gravity is going to hit all of us. Let's take a break right here. We're going to come right back. Nipsey, I love the two of you together. You guys do look like you're on top of a wedding cake today, if I might say. Wow, okay. Okay, we'll take that. Take that, Lord. You guys are very cute together. And I have to say, she was on Instagram going, I'm back. And I'm like, where'd you just come back from? I had a baby. Well, two years ago, but, you know. I do the same thing. I'm like, I just had a baby and she's four and a half. It's okay. It feels a minute to get back to yourself. I'm not, I know some girls snap back like that. That wasn't my journey. Girl, I didn't get that gift either, but she looked good, huh? Man, tell her again. Tell her again. Right? You, no, it's your turn. You have to I'm do telling it. telling her all, all week. Yeah, she's been killing it. She's been making me look better, you know? <laughs> For sure. She has a nice little arm piece who has her own talents herself. So it's good. Tell me what it feels like to be here at the Grammys tonight. Man, just excited, you know, uh, inspired to keep keep making music, you know what I mean? It's my first album. I've been saying that all day. So to be nominated on my debut, that means a lot, you know? That means stay in the business is what that means. I know as artists, we doubt ourselves a lot, but it's nice to have this validation. Yeah, and like, you know, um, we try not to let awards and accolades validate us, but it's nice to be um, acknowledged, you know what I mean? And it's a team effort, too. So even outside of myself, my team will be acknowledged and recognized what they did, too. Yeah. I have to say, you yes, you're a rapper, but you are hella woke, and you be explaining sp- some stuff that I'm like, he knows what he's talking about, huh? He's super smart. Super smart. Super smart and super in touch. He's a real all-around person. He is. You done good, girl. I did. <laughs> you done good, and you done good, okay? You did great. I did, I did nervous when I said you look like you're on the top of a wedding cake. He was like, yeah. Did you guys go in a loop or something? So I need to know something? No. If we did, we're not, we're not giving no exclusives if we did. You know. <laughs> he is nominated for a Grammy. I gotta find that out on Instagram, right? I know how it is. You'll probably never find out. I love that. But we're here celebrating Victory Black. I'm so excited for you. So if you hear your name tonight, what happens? Do you stand up and scream? What happens? I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, I'm going to go thank God. I'm going to thank my team and then let the rest flow from the heart. It's all from God. And you keep sounding like Snoop to me. Does everybody say that to you? I get that every now and again. Boy, we miss it's LA. It's right, LA. Right, right. It's yeah, LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we welcome back. So we're talking about the women who have husbands, because we just talked about the men who have wives. Let me see how I want to ask this. Those women tend to be practical. That have, like we said, a woman doesn't have to have a, men won't necessarily choose a wife because she has a big butt. She can have a nice body though, but she might not have a big butt. A woman can choose a guy, he might be 6'3", but he might work at the plant. You know what I mean? He might be... Right. Mm -hmm. He might be, you know, a skilled person, not necessarily educated scholastically, but he's educated with a skill and he gets paid for mm -hmm. his trade or a hustler. He's got a rim shop and, you know, he cuts grass. He's got a lawn service. Why do when you watch like a Kevin Samuels and just out here in Atlanta, I can tell you. Why do women shit on those type of guys? Yeah, that's not right. You know, a lot of people like the drama. You know, some people, you know, if, if there's no drama involved, they don't feel normal. That's true. And a lot of times, and a lot of times, they have to do with that. You know, um, what you call that being penalized from your pain. You know, you're just so used to being dogged. That when someone nice comes around, you're like, oh, you know, this is supposed to be true. Like, oh, they must be crazy. Oh, like, what's wrong with this person? You're a because nice so guy, Ayo. Yep, you're you're right, a good yep, guy. Yep. Let me get back yep. over here to being treated yep. like shit. You're right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. And so the good guy gets penalized for the pain that, you know, dog, you know, um, you know how she how we just treated. The, the woman, you know, the good guy gets penalized for that. And that's wrong. That's really, really wrong. I've heard situations where, you know, either female or male, um, I've, I've heard both sides. Yeah, so, you know, it goes, so it goes, you know, happens both ways. Person. Yes. Yeah, you're a person, you know, and you know what, you, you are a little bit too good, you know, you're a little bit too good for me. As far as like too goody two shoes for me or too nice or too sweet or... I've heard guys say, a female told them, you know, you're a really nice guy, but, you know, you're a little too nice, or, you know, I'm not used to this. And it's like, what? Right. <laughs> and the guy is like, okay, so you don't want me to open the door for you? You don't want me to text you and not put GM, but to really ask you how was your day? You don't, you don't like that? Like, that's too much? Or W-I-D? Right. And the girl is like, oh, well, like, okay, that's too much. Like, no, you know, because they're not used to being treated with respect. It's, it's why, pretty sad, but... Why you think, why you think guys do that to good girls? Why do you think they run from them? Because they're not ready to settle down. Not ready to, you know, they're not ready to throw, throw in the towel and, you know, kind of just, you know with that one person. They want to, you know, still smell all the flowers out there. And why do you think good, uh, good girl, well, girls mm -hmm. pass up good guys? And when I say good guys, I don't want it to sound like this old simp Negro or this, uh, no. or this, uh, no, 
buttoned up square dude. I'm just talking about a guy who's a, a man first and he, 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 he's a family man and he wants to be good to this woman, good to this girl, you know. He, he said, hey, you my great fine and she'll pass him up and then she'll dub him. You're a good guy. You're a great guy. You're a great catch. <laughs> like she's sunning him out the way. But but he back but when, but he go back to the streets and he get back to just being playboy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because he yeah. like I found my cat. She didn't want it, so I'm back in these streets, right? Right. right. Why and you think women passed like up? She needed therapy. <laughs> <laughs> she needed therapy to just be to detox from the negative, you know, treatment. And a lot of times we don't give ourselves that time to detox ourselves from, you know, the prior or the past relationship. We just jump right into something else. Just no, jump right in. Facts. Instead of giving yourself time to heal and time to, you know, get all that off your system, out your system to understand that, okay, maybe you weren't the problem or, or if you weren't, to work on yourself so that the next time will be better, you know. Yes, that's facts. And I agree with you 100%. Um, I think the blame is 50-50. Um, yeah. But I will say, our black women, you guys have to, and I'm just generalizing, have to start picking better men. Because we cannot pay the bill for the bad choices. And we get lumped in with the bad choices you made. The red flags be there a lot of times. You know, it's True. not it's not that guys don't pick bad girls. They do. They'll have a girl. They'll have a child with them. Maybe two. But he can pick the pieces back up because the children are generally more with the woman than it's with the guy. So he can go find a good find later. You know, but when you guys make. And sometimes you get unlucky, you know, but when you when you knowingly and I've seen this. I, I, I've seen a, a girl break up with a guy that they were off to, a, I don't want to say no name, they were off to a good start and everything was going good. She took back the last dude that she was messing with and he was still married living with his wife. <laughs> I swear to God, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he told me that he ran into her like shortly after that and she was asking him where was her husband at why can't she find a husband <laughs> he was looking at her like she was crazy yeah so let's talk about an ideal just getting back to dating how would you like to be approached and how you how would you like to be dated You know, the man has to be, well, for the woman, you know, I, I know it's important for a woman to, you know, be with someone who is, you know, has sense. You know, she wants to feel protected and loving and, and cared for and adored and, you know, motivated and respected and all these different things. Um, you know, those are priorities for a woman. How how would you want to be dated? Like, 
How do you want to be courted? How do you want to be approached? So, yeah, so so those things are in the back of my mind. So like as we're as we're dating and, and, and a date consists consists of, you know, like a first date, like having a cup of coffee, um, going for a walk, doing something that is gonna engage conversation. Like a movie to me is like not a good first date. Something where you can I actually agree. engage it engage in conversation, I have your full attention, I can kind of, you know, you know, we can bounce to, you know, not questions, not a question and answer session, but we can, um, you know, have some dialogue, dialogue between the two of us to kind of see, like, you know, do we have any common interest, you know, am I intrigued, you know, with the conversation, you know, something like that, that, that that's like a nice, a nice, that way I can see Where would that be things. at? Would that be a walk to the mall? Would that be a, be, a festival? Like, well, you know, it could be like a park. It could be, you know, depending, depending on, of course, where you live. It, it could be um, a Starbucks. It can be any, any, any place where you can actually like sit down and hear each other and have that conversation. So you need to, you, so a guy, he needs, see, you hear that, fellas? You got to date a grown woman. You can't date some girl who's like, you taking me to Starbucks? Uh-uh. <laughs> you got it right. Because it's hard. I, I remember I had a... And I get that. Mm-hmm. I, I totally get that because I think this... And, 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 and I'm just going to say, fellas, this is where you all make these mistakes. You all go and you try to impress by doing the whole fancy dinner thing first. You have no idea if this woman is a clown or if you have, like, no, nothing in common or she's, you know, um, boring. You have no idea. And here you are investing, like, all this cash up front and, you know, wonder if you don't even get through the entire date because you're either bored out of your mind or maybe she just doesn't know how to ask. Or maybe, you know, maybe she is, a, you know, a great date and it, it, it turns out when you, you know, you win that side of, of the corner, you know, when you flip it. But I think, and then this is this is Peter's opinion. A good first date is like you know meeting someplace, you know, just to have just to sit down and have some have a conversation. That way you can get a feel of well. First off, it's a phone call. I would imagine you talk, you know, uh, you know. Tell you know, me, no like, texting, no texting. No, no texting, yeah. no phone call. Yeah. And you can talk. And sometimes, you know, you'll have a conversation with a person, but, you know, you're on the phone like two or three hours because the conversation just went that great. Can't wait to and see them, right? Yeah. Right, and you can't wait to see them yet. So then here's the anticipation part. Then you have the, you know, the coffee or the meet up or whatever. I don't know, ice cream, whatever you do. It, it sounds petty, but it's a good it's a good way to not, now you can see ladies, if he's that guy who will, you know, open the door or you know, or if he will, um, you know, there's maybe like something going on, you know, if he may suicide with you or, you know, so that you feel protected or he might, you know, well, why don't you pull on his side, you know, it's a lot going on and let me think, you know, just different things where you can feel, okay, oh, wow, like, okay, I feel, you know, I feel safe or, you know, him talking to you or, or maybe like some hair goes in your eye or whatever, he pulls it up you know, pushes it away, you know, the little romantic thing, you know, to see maybe he's, you know, got some empathy going on and he's compassionate, you know, there are different things you can see, but you won't be able to find this out if you're sitting at the table and you're both stuffing your face. We're, so, you know, wear clean clothes, clothes, guys. Iron your shirt. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, so please put on some cologne, some just a little bit, but please 
<laughs> smell like something. Don't smell like the air. Smell like something. Give us something to remember by, please. Just, just a hint of some good cologne. Something. Right. <laughs> Brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. Get the tongue. Yeah. Get the tongue. Gargle. <laughs> you and know. hopefully these are things that you already know. <laughs> that, remember them backwards had your breath just on the tank. <laughs> Tic Tacs can't cover that up. So um that that's that's awesome. I um I think um as a man when I'm dealing with a a woman on a first date, I kinda try to probe her interest when we're talking on the phone. A lot of girls just like to text these days, but um I think, you know, I just try to pay attention and listen to, oh, you know, what her interests, find out what your interests are, who you be with, um, what Biggie say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just try to figure that out. Um, I do like to sit down for lunch or a casual dinner on the first date. Um, I just, I like to just cut the shit, you know, just get right to it and see if we can sit down across from each other like adults and you know wonder if you'll make it wonder, wonder if you you know what do you do in a situation where like the date is going downhill and you've already invested like a whole lobster meal oh see we're not going to no lobster place nah 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 first <laughs> how, of all but how do you that? I mean you know when a girl is into you. Um, you you can you know. If if y'all talked a couple of quick few times on the phone and she said yeah let's hook up, then you know, you know try to try to thirty dollars a thirty dollars a plate, you know. Mm -hmm. And hopefully she's a one drinker. I mean if she's <laughs> if she on some BS and ordering up, uh, she better be coming back to the, hey, I don't care what y'all say. You better be coming back to my, I, I'm thinking, I, I, I know women say you cannot think this way. I see that on social media. I haven't had this happen to me, but I'm just saying, I've heard this happen. You ordering a bunch of stuff, a guy is going to think like, oh, I'm getting some tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because that's something a woman does when she really likes the guy. Because that outcome is what happens for us. When a girl ordering an extra drink and she like, <laughs> let's go back to your place. And you're like, I, I thought so. You know what I mean? You was, pay, you was drinking all these drinks and eating this food. Yeah, okay, it's up, you know? So it's not coming from some naive place like we're being misogynist it's like usually when a girl will get an extra drink or get a lobster she like yo I'm, it's about to be your night you know so not all the time and you should never put your push yourself up on a woman just respect boundaries and you know i've never crossed any lines you know you can be a little bit of a creep but you know you got to respect a woman's boundaries but I mean, that's what happens. I don't know if a lot of women understand 
what women do to guys when we take them home on the first night date or the second, third night. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, women kind of, some women kind of be like, yo, you know, I like you. Order me another drink. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm good and tipsy. But, I mean, you, to get, answer your question, you know, you just have to use your street spidey sense. You got to use your street instincts. Don't be no simp. Um, if y'all vibing really good, y'all just happy to see each other. It don't matter where. And exactly. most women, and I, I, that you, most women are not going to take advantage of you on a date. Uh, if, I, I don't, I don't care if she from the block, she educated. Most most women, if they respect you, are not going to. Take advantage of you. And that's the key word. <laughs> They're going to ask you, what are you ordering? So if you ordering a 18 ounce steak with the crab legs, don't get mad when she start getting the lobster tail. <laughs> you set the tone. <laughs> but if you order some wings and some fries, then she knows a burger or some, you know, whatever. Like she knows the price range. I mean, just, you know, be decent people, you know, don't be a creep and women don't be a creep on his, on his bill. Um, I mean, if you take you to, a, if you take, if you take her to Benny Hanna's, you can't complain. It is what it is. So, exactly. right. So, you know, you got to use some, damn, that's, you know, Benny Hanna's is $60, $70 a plate. It's what it is, you know, just cause you get the $30 meal. <laughs> because you get the happy meal at McDonald's, you might want an extra value. <laughs> Damn, you getting the number five? <laughs> Man, she got the number five and didn't want to get it super size. Can you believe this? <laughs> gotta be I think I think you know it just I, I don't know I, I just try to I hate dating from the aspect of you don't know if you have a connection with the young lady that you're gonna date fortunately for me lately and I haven't really dated since COVID I haven't dated since COVID but like um, you know prior to my relationship that ended, you know, when I would date, um, I knew the girl liked me and I knew I liked her because I made it clear. I'm very upfront. I like you. Ooh, turn around again. You know, just in a very flirtatious, innocent way. But it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, a, a couple of glad, a couple of ices of creep in there. But, you know, women, y'all okay <laughs> with that. I mean, I don't be trying to touch and grab or nothing. I'm not touchy-touchy on no date. But if a girl like you, she'll touch your thigh and touch your arms and, you know, want to smell you. So you'll know she like you. So, you know, you just right. try to get the vibe, I guess. It's the really thing. Just try to get the vibe. I have gone on dates where the phone had no vibe. I have been on bad dates. Matter of fact, with an ex-girlfriend of mine, <laughs> it was a horrible day. Horrible. Horrible, horrible day. I mean, my jokes wasn't funny. 
Hey, you imagine you standing and you standing at the Little Caesars, fifteen thousand people, and it ain't your night. David Chappelle talked about it. <laughs> None of your jokes hitting. Oh, I get it. <laughs> he like, oh boy. You start looking at the menu like, oh shoot. What you gonna yeah, order? since that yeah i mean i could see him yeah. saying that but that's awesome that's a compliment though that's a hell of a compliment well yes or no it's a compliment but at the same time it goes back to you know there are some underlying issues there that i don't want you to depend on me to the point where one of those situations where if i can't have you nobody else can because i'm totally like obsessed or something's wrong so you know i'm like yeah i'm gonna run while i got a kid and I'm just going to keep on running and I'm not going to look back. Homie be like, <laughs> you know, you the best thing that ever happened to me. So, you know, if this end, we, you end. <laughs> yes. I, I tell you, though, that date, I, it was with an ex-girlfriend. And we, it was a, it was weird. It was a double date. But her homegirl, her girlfriend, they went, so, they went to a movie, right? And... Uh, mm -hmm. And we wanted to do, you know, we didn't want to do a movie for the first date, you know. So she's dropped, you know, we all had hung out for a little bit. It was the, the restaurant and the movie theater was in the same vicinity. And when uh, we were done with dinner, um, you know, of course, their movie had just kind of started. So um, I was like, you know. Well, I guess we'll just drive around. So we drove around. And in the car, for some reason, it just, it clicked. Because I had got mm -hmm. lost. And I started, we, you know what I'm saying? For some reason, we just started cracking jokes on each other. Because she was like, oh, you lost? I was like, oh, now you can talk. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and we started laughing. And then we just hit it off. And then, you know, I just took her... Um, uh, back to my place. We killed a little time. Her homegirl came and picked her up, and you know we we started you know talking on the phone. We talked all that night. So you know you just never know with some dates, right? Know? You go That's on true. some dates, you think it's like, oh yeah, I'm definitely in there, and she's like sending you the voicemail. <laughs> You'd be like, was it my cologne? <laughs> 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 was my eyes too big? <laughs> Did my breath? You be checking your breath. <sighs> was it my breath? Let me ask you this, Keita. You dating? You and the guy hitting it off? Mm -hmm. No weirdo vibes. You know what I'm saying? And you know everything seemed good. You know, and you guys been vibing. You've been kicking it. You know, you've been to each other's houses. 
and you start kicking it, right? Essentially, whatever that means, we're grown. And okay. Now it, it it's it's another level, right? And it's been a couple of months. Mm -hmm. What are you looking at at that point with this guy? Um, me personally, I'm still trying to take my time because I just want to make sure, you know, now are we past the stage where I'm, I'm still making sure that I'm meeting you and not your representative or we're past the stage at this point, I'm assuming, right? Okay, let's just bump it up. So I think it's 90 days and then that representative is gone, right? It's usually after y'all sleep. Okay. It's usually after y'all sleep together and that's it, representative over. So whenever that happens, <laughs> for a guy, he like, I'm in there. Like, whatever happened after that, I hit it, you know? But, um... Yeah, let's just say 90 days, right? On some mature, grown-up relationship. Not saying it took you guys 90 days to do the do, but we're just saying 90 days. Or maybe, or maybe you didn't do the do, but you're saying 90 days. Okay, so what am I looking at is what you're asking me, right? Yeah, you, you like him. You, 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 you feeling him. You liking him. You know he like you. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he, he's made it clear he wants you to be his girl, and you like, all right. I'm feeling that, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's, mm -hmm. um, it's clear. You guys are together. Good. Right. And mm -hmm. now there's a woman naturally like, okay, I got a boyfriend now. <sighs> yes. Can I marry this fool? What are you thinking? What are you looking at now? He He's staying a couple I, of I, nights at your house. You staying a couple of nights at him. So now y'all get to see how y'all live. What, what, are you, what are you looking at as a woman? Yeah. Well, at this point, you know, I'm looking at him. I'm, I'm learning. I'm still learning with him. So I'm looking at him like, okay, yeah, you know, cool. You know, I got a man. Okay, good. You know, but at the same time, I'm still learning. Now, now I'm going to take it up like an extra step or uh, I would say I'm going to move it up to the next level, you know, learning the things a little bit more about him, like intimately, like as far as like, you know, um, you know, how, you know, what makes him what brings him joy? Um, looking at the fact of, you know, how 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 can I add on to his happiness? Um, just looking at things where I can, like how I can, you know, because it, it all comes down to what I what I don't do is like oh like I, oh I can marry him or oh you know I, I don't want to start thinking that at first because then you start moving too fast. And that can kind of cloud, you know, some, some, it can kind of cloud, you know, the way you kind of move and judge things. So I would say I would just more so like enjoy him, learn him more about him, like emotionally and intimately, um, and just try and establish like a, a, a more uh, solid foundation, you know, you can still now. Now it's the part where you know you're really learning. Like you've done all the fun stuff. You went on the little fun date. You know, you giggled his laugh and you got the butterflies. Now you're at the stage where it's like, okay, now it's the real thing. Just now really get to know each out. other. You might have your first argument. Would you say? Yeah, let's really get to know each other. Yeah. Yeah, let's really get to know like. Is your place clean? 
How many, yeah, like, how many times I'm going to see them panties and bras? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Do I need to take you to Victoria's Secret? <laughs> yeah, you know, you have those situations. And, you know, and, and, and now your flaws start to come out. And, and, and that's, that's true, um, Ayo, because there are situations where maybe you, you aren't a matching bra and panty person, but then that person might like, well, you know, how come you're a bra and panty like you ever match? Like, do you like that? And, and, and the person might be like, well, you know, I really never, it's not a big deal. But the other person might be like, well, you know, I kind of like that. And then, like you said, it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, take me to Victoria's Secret and show me what you like, you know, and, and then here we are learning. This is something that we're learning from each other. Just like a woman may be like, you know what, well, you don't smell like anything. Like, you know, I want you to try this fragrance. You know, what do you think? This cologne. Oh, it's nice, you know, it's a little, you know, whatever. So you figure out, like, what is he like? You find out what he like, you know, you get it for him or whatever. You know, I really like the way it smells on you. So, you know, now you understand, oh, okay, my baby likes me, you know, smelling a certain kind of way. So, you know, and then here we are, like I said, learning and really getting to know each other. So that's dope. From there, it either goes to, you know, the next level and the next level after that. And then eventually, you know, maybe it will lead into marriage. And then, you know, and then you are, there you are, you know, happy with what your main goal is, I guess, if that's what you really want, you know, if you're looking for that type of, you know, um, lifestyle, you know, some people don't want to get married, some people just want to have, like, a partner, you know, um, maybe they, they've already done it once, twice, three, four, five times, and maybe they're just looking for someone to enjoy life with and spend the rest of their life with, so, you know, it all depends on what your final goal is. Let me, let me say this, then we're going to wrap, we're going to do one last break. I remember I was in the line at a store with my girlfriend. And I'm at in the store and I'm like, damn, I needed to get some new briefs. Now, back at that time, you know, I wasn't really doing the Lacoste or the Ralph Lauren, you know, um, type right. of briefs. You know, I, I was just wearing some Fruit of the Loom, you know, which was kind of whack, you know, to be honest. Now I think about it, but they was cool, you know, Fruit of the Loom, nothing wrong with it. But, you know, it's not making your girlfriend, you know, wet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, baby, let me see them Fruit of the Looms, you know. <laughs> So, um, right. So I, um, I, you know, I'm like, damn, I forgot to get some briefs, babe. Can you, you know, we in line. So she goes, she's like, I go get them. I, I, I didn't even get a chance to say I was going to go get them. Like, hold on. She just took off. She came back with these packs of like Speedo briefs. <laughs> and I looked at her like, for real? For, you know, the Kevin Hart, for real, for real, look at this, you know, like, <laughs> but I just looked at her, I'm like, well, you got them, so I'm going to wear them for you, so, you know, it ain't too crazy, you know, so that's when I started stepping up my, um, my brief game, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, I said, like, oh, okay, girls like to see us in some, something, um, and it was masculine, it was nothing wrong with it, you know what I'm saying, it was just different, you know, it was a little bit, you know, I could see where a woman would want to see you in something a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Because I know you want to, you see your girl, you know, you're looking at her like, baby, let's, you know, let's go to the panty store. Let's go to Victoria's Secrets or Frederick's, you know, and and that's for a store right. for people in Michigan. They're, they're not in Michigan. It's like a lingerie store. But um, 
And yeah. you get to learn each other, you know, you're like, oh, okay, my girl like to see me in this yep. stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know, like yeah. your woman know what she can, how, how far she can tote the line, you know, and you, <laughs> you know, it's but true. It's true. right. So, you know, you, that's when you start learning each other. You're like, oh, you like these on me. Oh, then, you know, she buy you some cologne, you buy her some panties and or you buy her right. a dress, you know, I bought my girl a dress before, I'm like, I want to see you in this, and then she go to the dressing room, and she put it on, you can feel she a little uncomfortable, and she like, you like this on me? And you're like, yep, and she's like, alright, you paying for it, let's go, <laughs> like, you know, so, but we take right. a quick break, and then we gonna go uh, wrap it up, one second here, we'll be right back. So, so now we, 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 we at the laundry, we at the uh, lingerie store, you buying me the sexy briefs and colognes, I'm buying you dresses, we, you know, we, we got the keys to the house, each other house, right? And, uh, okay. you know, we rocking out, and you got stuff at my house, I got stuff at your house, um, now, a woman gonna start counting your pockets. You're going to start seeing how he spend his money. Ideally, in the perfect world, do you want to pay a man to pay the bills and provide? Or as Kevin Samuel say, do you want to have to work to pay significant bills? Is that important to you? That's the question, right? Yes. I think you should pay them together because, so here, here's my thought process. And again, this is, you know, Peter's philosophy. I do not want to be in a position where a man is paying for everything and he thinks that he can just do what he wants because he feels like he has that right to do so because he's paying for everything. Now, you know, nobody would want to be with anyone who has that thought process. However, you know, it can sneak up and it can just pop its little head out of nowhere um, to the point where, you know, if you are one of those stay-home moms where, you you know, you have the kids, you know, you get married, you have the kids, and now you're at home, you know, and the man is paying everything, you know, that could be a situation where now he feels I'm paying everything. There's nothing you can say, you know, about anything that I do, any move that I make when I come home, anything. So in my perfect world, that is not a situation where I want to put myself in, or put myself in, you know, at all. I, 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 that's just me. I'd rather work as a team, and, you know, maybe I'm not paying, like, uh, 80%, but at the same time, um, or maybe it's a 60-40, or maybe it's a 70-30. 70 70-30, yeah. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's that kind of situation. And for some people, it could be age 20. It doesn't matter. As long as I'm contributing, he's contributing. Because what it boils down to in my philosophy, my take on this is if we're both contributing, then we, we both value our home. We both value what we have. You know, I'm not sitting around just taking stuff for granted. Um, or the other person is feeling like they're being taken for granted. We're both contributing, therefore, we both have, you know, we both 
are, are, are making decisions, you know, we're both, um, you know, um, building on something together. So you're not going to throw a dude away because he made 43.5 a year? Oh, heck no. Mm -mm. Okay. Because uh, I, I'll tell you this, and I'm talking from experience. I've dated from the 40, whatever, to, you know, someone who is very quite capable of, of taking care of me fully without no worry. And, you know, to every side, everybody has a side, you know, and, you know, not to say that people who are high-end, you know, have um, these egos or whatever, because everyone's not the same, so, you know, family don't, you know, say that I'm trying to say that because I'm not. But what I'm saying is, you know, you can have a person who may not make, uh, you know, six figures or whatever, but they have all the other qualities of making you or, you know, of a great relationship and making you feel like you're in a good, you know, wholesome, happy, healthy relationship. So you mean to tell me I'm going to sit here and, and throw that away just to be in a great big old house, drive a fancy car, but I'm crying every night or I'm unhappy or I'm shopping my way through or, you know, fulfilling, fulfilling my hurt with other, doing other things to, to mask the hurt and the pain. Me personally, I'd rather be happy versus having to hide my happiness. I, I would rather be genuinely happy. Um, now, what works for me may not work for someone else. Somebody else may be like, oh, forget that. Like, I've been, you know, without and I'm not going without. And whatever, you know, whatever I have to do, I'm going to do just so that I can, you know, be that person and, you know, have that life. Okay. You know, like I said, whatever works for, you know, me may not work for the other person. But I'm not going to discount someone who is trying and trying to make an honest living and maybe they may not, you know, have either the degree or the um, the um, the prestige, or, or you know, may not have those credentials. But I'm looking at that that person as a whole, who they are. Well, well can I not they, table it back? That once again, that's why you've been married, and because I asked you a question. And you answer the you answered the question very brilliantly and very very made me feel good to hear a, a woman answer the question when I asked you what we were you know you got the guy and y'all y'all rocking and you were talking about how you can make him happy you know and a lot of times you know you men and women both do this to each other is, you know, I'm trying to look for red flags, see how he spend his money, and it's nothing ever comes into, like, how can I fit myself into this person's life, you know? Right. And it, sh it should be a two-way street, obviously. Absolutely, yeah. But when we go back to our original thesis, one in four black women will get married, I think an, a fourth of the, that situation... I think those, I think 50% of black women should be married without question. But I think with Instagram, Love and Hip Hop, Atlanta Housewives, everyone oh, thinks that, I remember when I moved here to Atlanta and I was telling my partners Atlanta was overrated. It's not that it's not a great town. It's not a great city. I love it down here. 
it's my expectations thought I thought it was just like you know a turn up and it's women everywhere and it is women everywhere but this is black Hollywood so it was different so a, a girl on the one to scale being a seven eight in Detroit which is a beautiful hot mama you know what I'm saying a seven down six sevens in Georgia they think they tens so I started noticing that you had to lie to kick it down here you know and it was just something I wasn't um, a part of my personality to do to say oh yeah you know I hear a lot of lines like girls are told me guys have told them that I dated oh he's a I had a girl tell me that she the dude she was dating was a famous producer <laughs> It was like after about four or five, four or five months, she was stringing me along. I'm like, look, mom, I don't think he a producer. What's his name? Let's Google him. And I Googled the dude and I wasn't trying to throw salt in him. I'm just like, you coming over here? You want to go out on, you want me to take you out to eat? I'm like, you dating some producer. I mean, I'm cool. I'm cool as ASF, but you know, I'm not that cool you dating a, rap, uh, a producer you know what I mean? like <laughs> <laughs> i mean i can yeah, properly I rank myself and i googled it and she it, it just i think it just dawned on her like this dude wasn't a producer right in my place I was just... <laughs> and it was ironic that i slept with her shortly after that i didn't throw salt on homie i just was like yo mom you like obviously you like me and i like you but you know she coming over here telling me that he won't let her in the studio and all this and i'm just like hey i, I don't know you know what i'm saying and i just finally had to say it i'm like hey what's homie what, what, what what's the name of the producer let me pull him up you know like hey you know i salute to him you know what i'm saying like i waited about three four months before i was like yo mom you ain't gonna be coming over here i'm taking you to dinners and shit <laughs> i'm feeling you i'm a grown-ass man <laughs> you, you know what i'm saying you looking good like you wasting my time but um i guess the point i was making i'm saying all that was just like you know, uh, a lot of dating here in Atlanta, I thought it was a little bit overrated down here for that reason alone, because, you know, it's a lot of fronting that you got to do in this dating scene wow. down here. I don't do no fronting, but, you know, it's a lot, it's a little bit of fronting. And, and I think that if we can just get back to practicality, it's a lot of good-looking women down here. There's no reason that we shouldn't have, over the next 15 to 20 years, 50% of our women married. Because a lot of these sisters are good women. They've been through some stuff. They don't know how to pick them. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we, you know, we got to skip past the superficialness, you know? It's a lot of cool dudes that make 50000 60000 a year. You know what I'm saying? That's good money. And if you making forty seven or fifty yourself, that's six figures coming in the house, and we got to start thinking like that, you know. And right. That leads me to the next question: like, how many carrots do you want? Hmm. 
You know, I haven't even thought about that. Um, gosh, like I hate to, I don't even like to compare anything, but, you know, I, I haven't even thought about like appearance or size, not, not size, but what do you call it, the, um, the shape or whatever. Princess cut and all that. Yeah, and, you know, I haven't even thought about that. You know, I, I'm just kind of like, enjoying, you know, just having a healthy relationship. Um, so any ring, I wouldn't say any ring, a nice ring will do. Right, I'm not going to say any. <laughs> yeah, I clarified that. It needs to have some clarity. <laughs> right. I'm not saying any will do. I'm not about to lie in, in front. But, um, you know, you do want something nice. You, you, you definitely do. You know, a lot of not a lot. Let me be careful with my wording. Oftentimes, women will. I will hear. Well, I need. I need this many uh, carrots. Mm, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's appropriate. Is twenty thousand dollars for a ring a lot? Thirty thousand. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, say if he can say he can say he can afford it. Say he can afford it though. Okay, well if he can afford it and it's not like crazy, um, but, but no, but why do you really need that? Because why can you go with something like that on your finger without having had bodyguards? I mean, you know, if you're, how, uh, level, uh, if you're like Beyonce and you know like these people like that, okay, probably. Because you already have bodyguards, but if you're like, you know, I'm I, I, that's, but that's, that's the that's the world I live in out here. You know, I'm not saying thirty thousand. I don't. I've never went ring shopping, but, um, you know, I, you know, I I have a Robin Gibbons crew, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, some of them have gotten those carrots. And I ain't mad at him, um, but the point I'm trying to make is, so you meet the guy, he's a good guy, mm -hmm. you make 40, let's say he makes 50, you know, she makes 67, mm -hmm. she'll throw him away, he don't make enough money sometimes. If he make, she, if he make, uh, Especially if she's a somewhat good-looking girl, say he make um, sixty something, and she makes sixty something, and you know she, some women have uh, ring uh, carrot requirements. I mean, this 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 love and hip hop Atlanta housewife thing that we're living in, especially down here, I see it. You know, everything's a big front. And, and, mm -hmm. um, and I think it's cool if you can handle it. I don't, I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. But most people can't handle it, right? And, right. and then one in four black women married. Then she wants a big wedding. How much should you spend on a wedding? How much do you want to pay for a wedding? How much? You know what? This is where this is where the now nah, this is when it gets real. I know. 
I know, I understand. And, and I think people spend like $30,000 on a wedding and get divorced in two years. And to me, it's like, you know, what a waste of money. Um, you know, and, and to each their own, if you, you know, especially like, like for some people, it's their first time, so they want to go all out, you know. But I think you should have a budget. Like, I don't think that you should just get ridiculous because, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on the person. You ask me for my opinion. I think that's ridiculous to spend uh, that amount of money on a wedding. Whew. I think that's ridiculous. I'd rather we put that money up so that, you know, a few years from now, you know, we're, we're sitting on something. You know, I, to me, that's the way. But that's, again, we, we don't, that's my opinion. Man will cower to it, though, because this is the girl of your dream. And, I understand. And... Like in other cultures, Jewish, Italian, Arab mm -hmm. cultures, um, the wedding, they get enough money to pay for the wedding and they get enough money yes. to buy it, put a down payment on a house, right? Yes. That doesn't happen in our communities, right? Not at all. <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> and, right. So... And that, and you know, for our women, our, our our precious black women, we we want you guys to feel like princesses and queens too, but it's kind of a hard conversation, and it shouldn't be because I think in today's society, a, a woman should be happy someone want to wants to marry her. I'm sorry, I don't care how anybody feel about that. You know what I'm saying? One in four. I'm going to keep going back to that number. One in four. And most women want to be married. But how realistic are the women in terms of what a man's going to make? What he may or may not look like? A lot of times you see women don't even qualify for what they want themselves. That's true. Very true. And, but the man has to do, be Superman, you know, and I think the most important fundamental thing is the black family, the foundation, whether it's two people coming together to start a family or two people coming together with a blended family or as a stepmom or a stepfather, I, I, you know, I think all that's great, right? Love is love. Like, love is love for everywhere else except when a man wants to step in and be a stepfather or a woman wants to be a stepmother. Like, then it's just like, oh, don't do it, right? And I don't think that's fair to those people. But right. that's, I think that's what's going to strengthen our community up is having more families and uh, having more role models of men in the women's lives, the, the daughter's lives, or the stepdaughter, or the stepson, or, and then having their own children, obviously. I, but it's hard to get there when societal norms are unrealistic because you see everything on television. 
you know, you see Guap get his wife a crazy ring, you know, and Jay-Z, you know, Beyonce and, you know, Portia and all this. And you see that on television. And, you know, my dad and mom got married at the courthouse. They were married right. for 40 years. Now, they had a pretty good reception. But, right. you know, that was just how it was back in the day, you know, and the weddings were... I would like to have a wedding backyard style. Sounds cheap, but I'm not being cheap, actually. I'm spending this money on my wife because I might want to put a extra carrot on your ring or I want to right. get you that house. The wedding, exactly. we, the wedding is a good moment, obviously, but it's really, you can't tell the difference between the moment in the backyard and the moment at the... Georgia Aquarium, you know what I'm saying? So, right. <laughs> you like... And you, you can make it a beautiful occasion in the backyard. Mm -hmm. I've seen some very beautiful weddings, you know, without having to, you know, break the bank. Ideally, I want to get married at the M Resort in Vegas. I know that might cost a little bit of money, but um, I don't think we make it to this point of conversation because there's some... One, we can't get there to even date because men are not taking marriage very that much seriously because a lot of the women, they don't take that much serious. But the women want to get married. Right. What's the saying go? What, what is it? Like he who has found him a, uh, a, a, a woman has found him a wife. Is that how it goes? How's that saying? Oh. He just found his wife, found a good thing. Is that what you're saying? Something, yeah, yeah. So when you... So you have great men as a great woman? Yes, it? yes, exactly. And when you, you know, in a, in a particular relationship, I don't want to put my business out there. I met a girl before, and I was like, that's my wife. You know. It don't take long to figure it out. You'd be like, yep, that's it. I'm good. I'm done. You know. Now the question is, can y'all get to the to to the <laughs> to, to church? You know, but right. you know, right. you know, and it, it's like the value system, and I'm I'm criticizing myself too. The value system, I don't know if we're going into these situations because you you know you dating some you dealing with some girl. And y'all just kicking it. And y'all been sleeping together for a year and a half. Y'all wasting each other's time. Y'all not even committed to each other. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? And half the time, people be not committed to each other, having unprotected sex. Right? Right. And, and, right? Yeah. and everybody wants plausible deniability. Oh, but we ain't together, though. You can't tell, you can't be worried about what I'm doing. We ain't together, you know, and uh, I, I'm just okay. trying to table this conversation to one in four and saying, okay, how many, how much you got to make? Okay. What do you got to look like? You know, uh, how many carrots, how much you want the wedding to cost? And what percentage of bills do you want to pay? If you talk to a lot of women these days, and if you listen to the Kevin Samuels show, 
It's, it's no wonder that a lot of sisters are not married. Oh, he got to make six figures. I don't want to pay no bills. I want five kids. And it was like, whoa. Wow. I want two. I don't want to pay no bills. But they didn't got it. They got a doctor's degree, a master's degree. And you know how we look at that as men? It was like, what you get all these degrees for if you're not going to use it financially? Exactly. So you mm-hmm. using me. So if our relationship doesn't work out, then you can extract my resources that was used for us in the house. You possibly get alimony. Then you can go back into the work field. I'm telling you how men wow. are seeing this. Get you a good job and then replace my income while still get still getting my income with the new dude you dating. Right. Right? So wow. So there's a lot of guys are having a little pause in that. So when you're looking at a woman, she may be look good. She might have a banging body. She, you know, all that stuff that encompasses a good relationship. And you're just looking at her, but the, the intrinsic values are not there. When I say intrinsic values is, hey, I know you smoke a little bit of weed, but can you watch the kids and not smoke? <laughs> you know what I mean? You drink a lot. That's cool. You're functional. You, you're great. You know, you, you know how to act right around my family. You know, you're not no alcoholic drunk, but you know, you're going to have to breastfeed for a couple of years. So you might, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't be drinking, right? <laughs> like, you know, we be thinking about that stuff, right? Just like you guys be thinking about it. You know, we also look at, you know, some guys look at weight. Hey, you know, she, she thick, but you know, baby is over. You know, and we we have so we look at the intrinsic value. We can get past a lot of that stuff if we know you are peace. Well, it's okay to pay a seventy-two month loan back on that ring because you wanted to get her an extra carrot. It's okay to spend an extra ten k on that wedding because you know you have intrinsic value. And this means a lot. And you know you found your, your your soulmate. You found that person that you want to die old with. You'll make the sacrifices. You know, a man should provide. And a man should want to put himself in a situation where he wants to take care of his wife, where she doesn't have to work. But that might not ever happen. But that's the goal, right? Right, right. And... When I think if we can just level set ourselves, men and women, and women can men can be being more raised by men, and our women having men role models, and seeing their mother not have to stress so much that she doesn't feel like my mama didn't have a husband. I don't need a man, right? Because you know she didn't see her mama deal with different types of men all her life. I just think it's important for us as a culture to start being a little more practical. Stop passing up good girls who want to be, who who would make your peace happy. Because a lot of people being, or good men, because he's a nice guy. Let me tell you something. The guy that wants to treat you right could be 
could have been a drug dealer three weeks ago. He's in, because I've had my homies, you know, I've got all types of homies. I've had homies who right. in the streets yeah. tell me that she told me she, I was too nice because he liked her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. it's not about the guy being a nice guy. It's the, the, it's like sometimes that's why guys don't show a lot of love and affection because we feel like as soon as we start caking for a woman, the respect level starts going down. So dudes be trying to stay in their alpha stand. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't holding yeah. your hand. I'm not opening your door. Because some women just like to get treated like that. And if we can start just understanding from having a family dynamic of what a family is, because I know what it is. And let me tell you, my, my mom and dad were married for 40 plus years. And and it was it was I, we seen some shit. I seen some okay. beautiful moments and I seen some ugly moments. But they was married. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know what it is. And I think a lot of people and I think this happened in my last relationship. As soon as we had a, a really bad fight, you know, a really bad fight. I just think we all want to cancel each other. Like I'm out. I don't need this Negro. I'll f that be. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. You think you just go on to the next person and then boom, another fight. I'm out. And you just keep running. Keep you're gonna it's gonna be tough. Yeah. It's gonna be tough. But I'd rather be with somebody that's my friend and we can lay in the bed and hold each other and I can say, Hey, I'm still mad at your ass. <laughs> you, know, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Exactly. But I'm going to hold you tight because, you know, I love laying next to you. And right. I, I think we have to really get there and have these conversations. And I'm going to continue, especially when I get on the YouTube forum. Uh, you know, we got to learn how to love each other better. We got to learn how to respect each other. You know what I'm saying? We can't disrespect our women, but our women shouldn't be disrespecting us. That's right. Absolutely. And we all have to be responsible for what we say and what we do. If you right. like to talk to Ray Ray and Pookie and them, and you got a baby with them, and they ain't shits, <laughs> that's your decision. Don't put that on the rest of us. And if you didn't, you like to date gold diggers and strippers and you know, nothing wrong with strippers because I'm, I'm stereotyping. But you dating a certain type of woman that who who who's scantless and all she cares about the dollars. Of course, you're going to think all women is about dollars. Of course, you're not going to have a respect. And another thing I want to say, and I'll let you end it, is women got to start showing us that they respect each other. Because if y'all don't get along with each other and y'all calling each other a bunch of bees and hoes, how do you expect the men to view y'all when y'all can't even get along with each other? All facts. So, just basically ending it on this note, what is your final words? I think it's very important, like you said, in the dating atmosphere, 
that everyone has an understanding, that you communicate, and that you, you know, set, set your mind to be dedicated to, like, your relationship or whatever, you know, whatever your goal in the relationship is. I also think that, like you mentioned, the one of four situation about the woman, I think we need, we need to be practical and realistic. Um, at the same time, you know, I respect and I understand where people say they have morals and they have, you know, expectations. But, you know, those just come first thing just because, um, you know, in our prior discussion, because they may not have the six figure or they may not look a certain type of way. Get to know a person. Um, it, it's person. not so much, you know, about that. You know, you need to really get to know a person because you can be passing up a blessing, um, you know, chasing after, you know, somebody in a band who might beat you every day. So, you know... You have to, you know, use the common sense, you know, pray for wisdom, you know, so you know how to move out here in this dating world. But it is possible to, you know, have happiness and, and find or actually meet the right person that you're supposed to be with. So, you know, for, for the fellas and for the ladies, you know, if you don't get anything, you know, from the entire discussion, please hear what we say to be practical and... You know, let's try and break this generation of these fatherless households and, you know, the single parenting. You know, as a culture, we, we are dominant in so many things. And it's just really sad that, you know, the real, the, the real meat, you know, of, of the, of the um, sandwich, you know, we, we don't have the meat. You know, we have the sun, we have everything else in between. But that solid piece of it, which is family, you know, that's something that our culture lacks. stop being a bunch of softies and we gotta start um, being leaders where a woman can look at you and see that you have we men are not gonna typically have a life together until about 33 to 40 you know what I'm saying depending on the person I think we need to let women understand that. I think we have to start teaching women that. They have to date a little bit older. Um, some women prefer older men. Some women, they, they, they date in the range of their age group. And they wonder, they, you know, a 30-year-old guy is just simply not ready, generally. Not today's society. And a lot of <laughs> women are hot girl summer in their 20s when they used to get married. So... It, it's, I, I just would like to see us as men try to focus. If you're trying to be a rapper, that's dope. But have something else. Go to school for engineering so maybe you can engineer and mix your music and you can engineer and mix for other artists. It's a way to get, get connection and get yourself in front of the artists. Or, you know, carpeting or plumbing, or, you know, coding, like have something else to go along with it. You know what I mean? You know, we got too many dudes out here trying to be rappers. And 
that's cool, but we got to have something else going with yourself. And it's got to be something legit because we can't be having 6% of our male population in the jail cell. Blackdemographics.com. You know, we got to just start being able to show that we are leaders. We have to stick to our guns. If you believe something and it doesn't fit in a box politically, but it's just a firm, you just believe what you believe, but be considerate, be, be, be thoughtful, try not to hurt anyone's feelings, but stand on it and let the women know, hey, I'm the man of the house and this is what I say. But understand the man is the head of the house. The woman is the neck and the neck does what, Marquita? Support the head. And take it wherever it want to go. So we need each other. And, uh, right. we, you know, you know, it's a war out here. And, you know, we can't be having our sisters, you know, single brothers. If you, if you don't want to be with your baby mama, let her go. That's right. It, you know, let her go so she can go find her a good dude. You know, ladies, if you don't want to be with your baby daddy, let him go. Hey, fellas, you dating some girl, don't be with her for seven years wasting her time. And women, don't allow men to waste your time. Right. There's a lot, there's somebody for everybody out here. And I just want to see us to come together. I'm tired of the culture war. I'm tired of party lines dividing us as a culture and telling us how we should think. I want to see us just come together. I like and love everybody. And I just want to see us win. Marquita, it's been a pleasure. We're going to do this soon. We got to do this again soon. Absolutely. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, we did. It was long, but I, I hope I hope, it was, uh, hope we uh, left the people with some uh, some good words of encouragement. I think we did. I think we accomplished that. Anyway, what's on the agenda from after this? What you about to get into? I'm going to see if I can catch a little bit of this game that's on. And then prepare for tomorrow. Who you picking? Who you got? Milwaukee or Atlanta? Atlanta. Oh, you taking Atlanta? I'm taking. Yeah. I know they they gonna hate me here in Atlanta. I'm gonna lose my ATL card. I got. I'm taking Milwaukee. <laughs> Midwest all day, yeah. baby. <laughs> 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 no, no, you know Giannis, he Nigerian, so you know that's you know I want to see him. I want to see I, him. I yeah. Yes, I yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love you. I hit you in a bit. I'm going to watch this game. I appreciate you right, coming on. You. I really do. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Talk it's to you soon. Pleasure is all mine. Talk to you soon.